This episode of Bright Hearth is brought to you by Stonecrop Wealth Advisors, Backwards Planning Financial, and by our supporters at Patreon.com. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Psalm 127. Welcome back to Bright Hearth, everybody. Happy New Year! Woohoo! Oh, wait, 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 wait. We already yeah. have a New Year episode? No, we don't. Okay. <laughs> yes, you're right. Happy we, New Year! We are indeed returning for the first time in 2024, the year of our Lord. How's it been going for you so far, babe? Great. <laughs> it's already been an eventful year. We've already had like major plans that were months in the making dashed upon the rocks. And I guess that's really. We can keep moving along. That's not what this episode is about. <laughs> I was going to say and welcome Winifred, but Winifred decided she didn't want to join us anymore moments ago. So she has absconded from the room. And uh, hopefully does not. She may be back. You know, she she may be back. She may be here. But you know, uh, it's it, we're it's all about child centeredness here at the Sove home. <laughs> well, we might get Alfred back in a minute. Yeah, you never know. He's not feeling. It's good. kind of a bonus. Well, welcome back, guys. Real quick before we get into the topic, I wanted to say thank you for making 2023 our biggest year ever at Bright Hearth. It was huge, and also one of our sponsors we brought on Indigo Sundry Soap Company wanted you to know. That December was the biggest com- the biggest month they've ever had from you guys and Haunted Cosmos listeners just like blew it up. So, so I hope everyone out there is going to have a squeaky clean that's January. Right. <laughs> They're going to have seed oil free, clean, clean selves nice. with their excellent soaps from them. And I've been hearing really good things back. So check it out in the new year. They've got a bunch of deals out there and there is a discount code BRIGHTHEARTH, all caps, lowercase, 10% off your order there. We have a controversial, surprisingly controversial topic today. Is it Calvinism? <laughs> no. Eschatology? No, not eschatology. Politics, certainly. No, not politics. Maybe just Donald Trump. Nope, nothing to do with Donald Trump. Today we have a question uh, we've gotten a few different ways. I'm going to read it for you, babe. Okay. We'll see what you do with it. <clears throat> okay. This is the question. So controversial. How do you handle sleep training with babies and kiddos? There are a lot of strong opinions out there, seemingly in every direction, often contradictory. Would love some help in this area. I just want to note how I, how funny our cold open verse is in light of the topic. <laughs> I've never noticed this, but Psalm 127, what is that part? It goes... Yeah, he talks about sleep. He gives his beloved sleep. Behold, it, children are a heritage. From the the very next day, it's like it's like if you Google sleep <clears throat> in the Bible, this is like one of the big verses that will pop up. And the very next breath, the psalmist is like, "Hey, just so you know, kids and sleep they totally go together." So they kind of do. They really do. No, I I agree. I agree one hundred percent. When you're so blessed, you work hard, you sleep hard. It's great. That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> I was talking about how you make babies. Kind of has to do with sleep. It is, 
That's a great point, baby. That's what- People do say that there's a certain amount of tension in the episodes <laughs> between us. And I, I wasn't. Just- I want to say, I, I'm here for you introducing it here in 2024. I was only... Let's start right away. I was only thinking how it actually happens that children are made. That's true. There you go. That is a great point that you raise. And now, I don't remember what this episode is about. <laughs> I just think we wrap it up here. We just call no, it. No, no. <laughs> Your red okay, light's on. Okay. Anyway, sleeping. let's talk about sleep training. First of all, maybe to get back on topic a little bit, since you're trying to derail us already. Um <laughs> So the topic is a little bit controversial. What are the main camps? I mean, you don't have to know all of them, but just that come to mind of philosophies of sleep training. What what are the big camps when they say it's controversial? Like who is the argument in between? Yeah, I would I guess you'd say cry it out method and um no crying it out method or okay. like co-sleeping maybe. I, I was going to say are we going to get into co-sleeping? I, I was going to say bit? I think I'm yeah, I don't know if you don't necessarily have to get into co-sleeping, but we could. I think it's yeah, related. Yeah. Probably I'm not helpful. saying co-sleeping is the same as like absolutely never crying it out. So yeah, I'm trying to yeah, say they those have are different. different. But yeah. So that's kind of the main <clears throat> camps here. We've got like, all, I guess you could call it like sleep training, no sleep training. Is, that, is yeah. that a way to put it? Like, I would, okay. So I'd say more of like parent directed. Yeah. Parent directed versus more child, child directed. Yeah. I guess child. I mean, it's child directed no matter what. It just is. Yeah, you're reacting the, to the child. Yeah, it's child directed no matter what. So, yeah. Yeah, you're but like to... parents can help guide the process, or parents can think a child more intuitively knows like when they need to sleep. And, yes, and they're gonna yes cry yeah. if you put them down. Yeah. So, why do you think this is so controversial? Because moms are emotional and hormonal and easily manipulated by people. Wow. And I know there's science out there, but yeah. We can talk about that at a different time if you want, but yeah, yeah. I think that's a lot of it is moms are very easily guilted into feeling bad about things nowadays. Uh-huh. So they think it's the most natural thing to either always have the baby on them, with them, crying, meet. Like it's just, yeah, I think a lot of it is just an, it's yeah. an emotions. At least when I've been talking to people, that's. The last yeah. person I talked about this a few weeks ago was sobbing on the phone, sort uh-huh. of a situation. So right, because it's like <clears throat> my baby hasn't slept in a week, and I'm, I'm worried that I'm going to wreck their nervous system. And yeah, yeah, if I let yeah. them cry or if I have mm-hmm. any kind of training, I also think there's a tendency to react to something that's 100 percent true, which is that the modern baby intervention industry. Yeah. Designing new interventions that need to be done oh, yeah, to yeah. fix your baby from all the problems your baby has. Yeah. All you know, from the eye goop to the, to yes. the, to the yes. injections to the. That's what I was going to say is I want you to keep talking about that, but mm-hmm. because a lot in our camp are pretty naturally minded, that means a lot of them would probably lean towards less of a crying it out method. Sure. So because we, we do see the mom as the natural need meet, Need meter. Does that make sense? Yeah, need meter. <clears throat> like it when I was like in the hospital eater, and they wanted to, remember they wanted to immediately oh yeah. put Alfred in an incubator. And right. I was like, I Why? am the incubator. I had to like <laughs> beg them to let me hold him for longer. So, so yeah, they don't see it as, which we're totally against that. Yeah. And, and because of that, we all see, especially in our world mm-hmm. of being somewhere in the, listen, the crunchy world or like the naturally minded world, whatever you want to call it, we're somewhere in that for sure. Yeah. Like for sure. And a lot of our listeners are probably somewhere in that. 
I think that leads to a couple things that get, that I'd like your opinion on. I think it leads number one to being very skeptical of any intervention at all, therefore. And so yeah. anything that sounds less like interventiony mm-hmm. can be like, Oh, that must be correct. That must be the ancient or primal, or this must be, you know, that I think that's one thing. The other thing it does though, is <laughs> it means that anytime we touch an issue like this, where there's like a disagreement, It'll lead to people who lo- who have like loved every episode of Bright Hearth until this one, and then they're like, "Bright Hearth is dead to me." You think people are going to do that? They don't hold the same opinion that I do about sleep training. You think people are going to do that <laughs> or co sleeping? Absolutely. Oh, Some of our bad. You don't read any of our bad reviews because, babe, why would you do that? Why would you waste your life doing that? I occasionally do because they entertain me. And <laughs> so there was one recent that was like, "Love, love these guys, everything they do," but bad review because in this episode on homeschooling versus private schooling, like I disagreed with them. Well, look, so here's the thing. (laughs) I have friends who won't do this. I have friends who want to do this. Their husbands won't let them let the baby cry out. I have friends on all aspects of the spectrum. And I, I don't, I personally don't care what you do if it, if it works for your family, but if everybody is suffering from it and mom is an emotional yeah. Basket case and is like five kids down the road and nobody has slept in a decade sort of a situation. Yeah. But you're absolutely unwilling to try this. That's a different situation. Like when I you guess. have, when you're having kids on a pace of roughly two years or less between. Yeah. Between birth. Mm-hmm. It really is the case that if you have three to three, four, five, six, seven, eight kids at that pace, if, if every one of them is spending the first year or two of their life, essentially not sleeping consistently for more than a few hours, never napping, never Mm -hmm. sleeping through the night, then you really are going to end up with a situation where mom particularly and other people in the house too have just not slept. Yeah. Sometimes for years and years and years. Yeah. As a Christian, it's common to feel uneasy about where your hard-earned money is invested especially when the S&P 500 is full of companies that are actively supporting causes that go against your faith. Stonecrop Wealth Advisors is here to help. Stonecrop offers faith-based portfolios to help you direct your hard-earned investment dollars away from such companies and toward companies that are having a positive impact on society. They also offer comprehensive financial planning to help give you peace of mind about your future that these investment dollars support. Stop investing in companies that want to tear down the things that you care about. Invest in building up God's kingdom while you grow your wealth. Contact Stonecrop Wealth Advisors today by visiting stonecropadvisors.com slash brighthearth or by clicking the link in the description. Investment advisory services offered through Stonecrop Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. And if you, there was a book that a bunch of the, I haven't read it, a bunch of the elders and people in the, the office we're reading on sleep and a uh, pastor Burkholder read it. Oh, and I think it's called sleep, something like that. But he, he kept bringing up these, like he would quote, read quotes from it that were really fascinating. And just how important sleep is to yeah. the human brain and body yeah. and ability to function is absolutely insane. Which is why some of the science can be kind of twisted on it because yeah. Like, yeah, in some ways it is, it is an acute type of stress on the body. Yeah. But in my experience, no longer than two nights 
And I don't mean two nights of crying straight, you guys. I've never had that experience. No, when no, people no. people really mischaracterize the cry it out method, yeah. I feel like maybe I, I don't even know how much time. I don't want to put a specific amount of time on it, but yeah. that's different than going months and months and months of your first few life, first few um, years of your life, just being chronically underslept, essentially. Yeah, under rested. <clears throat> Like yeah. sleep deprived, essentially. And I and I don't know if the babies are all necessary. I mean, the babies, like I said, the babies will sleep when the babies want to sleep. I sure. understand that. We have had babies on all ends of the spectrum. Yeah. They will sleep. They're not necessarily like completely lacking in sleep, but they're it's not a good habit. It's not yeah. setting it up for um, the best family habits too. If you're always reacting to the baby instead of introducing the baby into a family setting, but I had a friend recently who was explaining to me, I had not done cry it out with Alfred. And yeah, we were, it, he wasn't sleep. He was actually sleeping pretty good in a lot of things. Yeah. But there were still some major areas. But where not he naps, not naps. And he was uh, not naps ever. Like he never, right, took never, naps. Like never. And then he did stop sleeping at night. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. was pretty desperate about a month ago. And I was talking to a friend about this who, very science minded. And I knew she would help me think through the science. And she, she said two things that were really helpful. She pointed out like people are not looking at the long-term chronic stress of a baby and a mother, both being underslept, underslept. Yeah, Why do I deprived. keep saying that <laughs> sleep deprived? <laughs> Cause I am sleep deprived. I feel very tired right now. <laughs> and I just thought that was very true. Yeah. Because Maybe for like the first six months, you won't notice because a baby will still fall asleep. But a two-year-old, it's not going to be the same with a two-year-old. They're going to be the naughtiest two-year-old on the block. Oh, boy, yeah. If they're running the roost when it comes to when they do and don't sleep. Yeah. Also, it is kind of funny because you do get to a point with a certain number of kids where I, I asked my friend this about her fourth. Like, did you sleep train your fourth? And she laughed and said, well, she sleep trained herself because I was so tired from the other th three that I slept through her screaming one night by accident. And after that, she yeah, was fine. Just didn't wake up. And there just is times where when you have a lot of kids, you are so tired. Like a, a first time mom is probably listening to this, not into crying it out, totally into co-sleeping. And I could see her thinking, what a monster you are. If you're yeah. like neglecting your children's needs because you're so tired. And it just, that's just, that's not how it is. It's just like when people are really sick or there's a lot going on and you just fall asleep through it. Like the one time, remember when Daphne was born and you got locked outside of her house and I was so tired that you were banging on the, do you remember I was that? just locked out for a while, but you were like banging on the, the ducting in the screened in porch trying yeah, to wake me up because like, I was exhausted. What is wrong? And you were out dead? there for hours. Did, have they, have, yeah, has there been a gas leak? So I need to break a window. But I also gather there are people that, have multiple kids and they never let them cry it out. But I'm just saying that you do get to a place where with a lot of kids, sometimes the baby is just crying for a while because there's so many other things you're helping or somebody else gets hurt. And like, it just is the nature that in a big family, there are times where a baby is spending time crying it out. So we haven't really systematically answered this kind of like, yeah, what, know. what is the, you're saying that the objection to sleep, let's just start, what is sleep training? Like, how do you do it? And so we do this, just so you guys know. Like, we fall on the side where for our family, yeah. it's been helpful, we found, to sleep train our children. I'm way more flex about it now than I was yes. with my first oh, two. Because I remember with the first two, 
it was like the baby wise book and it was there was a very there was it wasn't ever like nazi level but it was no. it was definitely like a, less flexible than we are now but what is yeah, it I like how does to it grow work in my flexibility for sure yeah I, I would say parent led a parent deciding at a certain age. I'm not saying from day one. I am not saying from day one. No, 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 no. I'm saying from a couple months though. Yeah. When eating has become a better normal habit, um, where the parent is kind of deciding, I would say based on statistics that a baby should be sleeping X amount of hours during the day and X amount of hours at night. There's a lot of different books. You can go figure out statistics for that. But if your baby is falling outside of that, realm and isn't doing that, then there should be X amount of time for crying it out. And yeah. typically all of the issues are reversed if you're willing to do this. <laughs> yeah. If you're willing to do it and and stick with it, there's some, it's like any training of a habit mm -hmm. where there's a period where it, it's like, doesn't, they don't know yet. Yeah. But then so, they figured out and then they sleep. So like with Alfred recently, my friend said, just go get a bunch of box fans for the other kids. Cause that was my thing was my kids are going to school now. I don't want him to cry it out, even if it is only like half an hour, because all the other kids have to go to school and that's mean sort of a thing. But then, yeah, anyway, so, and I actually think, did we start with nap times? I just kind of told the kids like, hey, you might hear Alfred crying. Mommy's going to leave him up here for a little bit. I will come back up here and check on him and feed him again in a little bit. Yeah. It's not like I was leaving him forever. No, no, it's not like two hours of crying. No, no, no. Absolutely not, no. I would, I, I think we kind of did like, half an hour interval sort of a thing, but I don't even think we had to do that because he no, went he, to sleep. It was quicker than that. It was much quicker than that. So I think it was maybe, maybe one night of me having to go up and check on him. And the next night he cried himself to sleep. Um, like quickly. Yeah. And then it took a couple of weeks for nap times to work it out. But I, I talked to my friend again and I was like, Hey, this is just, you know, really weird. He's been sleeping like an hour a day, his whole life. This doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. Yeah. And, and she said, no, that he really should be sleeping like closer to three hours a day. So it was one of those things where to me, where he, if he woke up early from his nap, literally for the sake of my back, I was so physically exhausted from carrying him around all day that I was like, you know what? He's up 20 minutes early. He's going to cry in there for 20 minutes early. I need to finish what I'm doing. Cause that was the other thing was I, I was just getting him the second he was crying and it, it right. was, I was stopping anything. I was so the doing. nap ended. I was never finishing a task because, which is just hard because then you get up the other kids and everyone's up and your attention's in different directions and, but everything is fine. Now he is taking normal length naps. He's sleeping so much longer during the day and during the night. So I, the thing is, he could have been doing this the whole time. It's not that they can't do it. It's that a lot of times we don't let them do it. Yeah, when there's normal, like when there's not an underlying other reason. Like mm -hmm. if he's eating well and they're putting on weight and he's not sick and he's not teething and he's not, there's no like acute reason why he wouldn't be yeah, sleeping. Yeah, and here's a good example too. He's been sleeping really well for probably over a month at night and he got his first cold this week. Yeah. And so when he woke up a few days ago in the middle of the night, I knew I was like, Oh, he's sick. I know something's actually wrong right. because we, this is not his pattern. Yeah. But when you don't, when you're bait, when you're constantly reacting to your baby, you don't actually know what's going on. So I actually think it's a safer tool in my tool belt to have a sleep trained baby because I know when there's actual intervention needed. And so the objections that, you, that people will say, you've mentioned like the nervous system thing you're saying, 
Like it's hurting their nervous system. Cortisol, that, trauma. They won't yeah. be able to bond with you, attach to you. Yeah, they're, it's learned helplessness. Yes. Like, and learned helplessness is, like, is basically like studies from orphanage scenarios, horrific scenarios where children are totally quiet and never fuss or anything because they've just learned that no one will ever react to them. No one will ever come and get them. No one cares about me. No one loves me. So people will yeah. sometimes kind of use these fear tactics of saying, sleep training is like that. It's training your baby. The mom doesn't love you. She's never going to come help you. It's learned helplessness. It's dist- But what your point was earlier, I think is important, is that when you're training, doing sleep training, you're actually, there's no free lunch anywhere. It is not pleasant for the baby to be crying, and it's not pleasant for you or for anybody. No. But you're, that, that shorter unpleasantness is actually better than the other unpleasantness yeah. of the baby being sleep-deprived, mom being sleep-deprived for months or a year plus yeah. at that point. That's actually, people don't talk about that cost, was your point. Yeah. They just talk about the acute cost of sleep training. But yeah. generally speaking, this is the way that we've talked about it a lot in our family. I think we've got it from somewhere else even. But we're welcoming a child into our home, and the child is there's attention and love and care and the family all turns in towards the child and there is a very natural welcoming and integration and love and all of this and tons of attention from all the kids and from mom and dad. Mm -hmm. But the baby is also learning how they fit into this family. Mm -hmm. And one thing that they ought to learn, especially over time, I don't mean, again, like I'm not a day-old baby. You're not like putting the day-old baby and being like, the, the the family doesn't revolve around you. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But the, but it is true that over the long haul, even from from young, babies are training you, and you're training the baby. It goes both ways, yeah. and they need to learn that they genuinely they fit into this whole rhythm. Yeah, and that there's things that mom has to do, and there's things that other kids have to Something do. Something that was really helpful for me from the Ezos was them just pointing out from day one, you are the parent. Yeah. And that I think were they those super controversial people? They are, and I and I don't like them on other things. Okay, yeah, just it's, so you know, like we're not blanket endorsing. No, no, blah, 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 but blah. but I just like I was a first time mom that didn't have my mom around when I had a baby, mm-hmm. and so it was just like it was helpful for me to be aware of like, no, you are responsible for this person. It's yeah. not just up to fate. You have to take responsibility to help yeah. this person learn. And I remember the next step after that was potty training. Like I, I needed to help them learn self-control of their body. Like Mm -hmm. it's just one step to the next step of what does parenting look like in this season? And it's really interesting. Potty training is a great example of this where in cultures where diapers are really too expensive, prohibitively expensive and even cloth diapering where the washing facilities are not enough. It is routinely common for children to be potty trained fully at 14, 15, 16, 18 months, very young. uh, John Moody, when we stayed, we shared a house with them. Were you there for that conversation? Him and Jessica were talking. I don't remember. They've never used diapers with their kids. Uh I don't remember what it's called. Communication elimination. I think Um, he was telling me about like why and how they didn't and how I think his sister adopted an overseas baby and came here and, the baby kept taking off the diapers, like very young baby. And John yeah. was like, it's because they nowhere else uses diapers like we do. Yeah, it's not routine. It's not them. routine. They train the babies very, 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 very young. Like, like very, I the numbers within, I've heard are like 
almost unbelievable. I think it like as a newborn, most people do it, this. It was like from they just because it's not that they were this whole method. It was just that, that they didn't have yeah. diapers and they weren't. Or the whole you'd like well they put cloth diapers on. Well, no, they don't have like washing machines and a lot of places yes. they just don't have the facilities to spend that much to water. Do it. Yeah, and so on those um, things. It was just interesting to me because I like culturally, yeah, that does make sense. If other cultures just yeah. it just makes sense. So I guess what we're trying to say is babies can do more than we think. Yeah, they the can. Gen- <laughs> generally the point exactly was that children, even very young children. Sometimes we patronize them. Sometimes yes. we act like they are not capable of learning t- in a healthy way. That's not like tyrannical and I'm forcing this on you and I'm abusing you and I'm traumatizing you, but where they're actually learning through feedback of and training of how life works. Yeah. Okay, life works in the potty training example. Life works that this is how I do my business. Yeah. And I have to do it or I'm uncomfortable. And yeah. like, and there's bad, there's a negative, con- a small negative consequence. Same thing with crying for a short period of time. If I train my child every time they cry, for whatever reason, I pick them up immediately, no matter what. They learn that and they go, mm-hmm. this is normal. If I feel slightly lonely, I cry. Imagine, Im- friends, imagine if, if adults did that. Lexi would constantly be crying because she'd miss me all the time. Uh, and I would have to come pick her up and rock her, and it'd actually be fine. Never mind. I'm, I'm okay with this. <laughs> but that's not how life works. Like, God gives us children. We we so, train them, and we nurture and love them. That was the other thing that I think my friend had pointed out to me was just that God doesn't always spare us from painful things. Like, he knows what's better for us. Yeah. I don't hear that talked about a lot, too. Yeah, sure. I also I think it's also worth pointing out that you're, not, you're just not going to find – um, like people will produce studies to to show almost anything. Yeah, it's similar to like I've always heard. I've heard this. There's studies that show sleep training is deleterious and all this stuff. And guys, I I could pull out this, a same stack of studies that say that spanking is deleterious yeah. and bad for you. The yeah. it, studies are very easy to manipulate, but it seems to me from the research I've done, and and I remember even back in the day, like when we were trying to figure this out, that it was actually pretty on the long haul, even more strict sleep training versus more free. There's not a huge long-term, like one kid's turn, one kid turns into an ogre and the other <laughs> kid turns into a knight in shining armor. <laughs> so it is important that you, this is the kind of thing, this is a prime example of a type of thing where a mom or a husband and a wife should have an opinion yeah, and they should do what works well for their family and and give advice freely when they're asked and and be helpful to younger moms like of course but also this is not a hill to die on this isn't something to be popish over no this is not something to start getting all worked up I about i don't even like when you brought up this episode at the dinner table i was like uh and i say that because <laughs> partly and we've we've discovered this personally but this is one of those things that's hard it's easy to say but until you experience it it's easy to miss how true this is that children are different. Like children are persons. So when you're looking at from one family to another, even yes, it's really tempting. I've seen this many times where a family that has children that dispositionally are very docile or maybe, maybe they had multiple girls first, some situation they will maybe look at another family that had like, 18 boys in a row and yeah 
and they're all like Tom Sawyer types dispositionally <laughs> and go, have they not heard of discipline before? Yeah, exactly. And just start exactly. like assuming all these things. And l- maybe little do they know. And I've actually seen scenarios where I'm like, no, I know that family spanks diligently. They yeah. do their discipline. But what they have is they have a kid that came out of the womb with like an inline six engine and mm-hmm. 380 horsepower. And your kid came out of the womb and, and was like, uh, like what's s- s- Polly pocket helper. She was, <laughs> I don't know what the, what the word, yeah, she I know. was like, may I help with the sourdough mother? Yeah. You were really, and that wasn't cause you were so much smarter than the other yeah. kid. That was cause God decided to give you that kid. Yeah. You were helpful when we were younger where you would always tell me like, just warn me of like, don't, don't latch on to that mom's advice. Cause she only has girls. <laughs> Yeah. It or, was just helpful for me to be aware of like, oh, yeah, they are different. Boys and girls are different. Totally. So I shouldn't be frustrated when at the play date, all of her girls are coloring at the table and I'm taking my son out every two minutes to spank yeah, him. To spank him. <laughs> it's the same reason why I have lots of fr- friends who are pastors in all kinds of different places and different church settings where they became pastors differently. Their church has a different history, different demographic than mine. I'm pretty slow to tell any of my f- pastor friends, you need to change what you do to be exactly the, this, the way we do it because yeah. it's we do things because we're convinced of them. But and I'm talking about peripheral things. Yes, but but you have to understand like they're in a different process. They have different elders. They have different people. Different yeah. culture they're dealing with. They're a missionary to that <clears throat> culture. Families can be like that too. Where when you get, you just have to be careful about. It's really important to have. Um, well-studied opinions and not be just apathetic. I'm not saying like none of it matters, but it's really important to have a distinction in your mind. That's very clear between issues that are your conviction for your family and issues that you are going to scorn your brother or sister in the church about. Do you desire to be shrewd financially for your family? It takes wisdom and dedication to build and pass on personal wealth as mature, responsible leaders must. Joe Garrisey with Backwards Planning Financial is at your side to integrate investments, debt, insurance, tax strategies, and legacy planning in a holistic approach. He coaches his clients to act wisely with the resources God expects us to turn a profit on, to love our children and grandchildren well. Tap on the link to his website in the description and contact him to get started. Or visit him directly at backwardsplanningfinancial.com. Anymore, I have too much work to do to go get involved in other people's business. Yeah, like I, I don't even like. There's no point in, unless no. someone comes and asks me my specific opinion because they know yeah this or that or about me. Then I don't even bother because it's like it's their own business. It's not yeah. my business. And the other thing too is God has them on a sanctification timeline. Yeah. So it's not. I don't need to be like speeding it up or slowing it down or yeah. Even yeah. the co-sleeping thing, I think, is a great example of this. I know people that co-sleep. Co-sleeping is very old. Like, uh, uh, until, Is what I do up there on that mattress, co-sleeping? Yes. Okay. <laughs> until you have a like modern economy where people all have these rooms. Yeah. Like, co-sleeping is the default mode of human civilization. Yeah. So I'm always skeptical when we don't like practice intentional old family co-sleeping. It's pretty normal for we don't people to be in our bedroom though. Yes. And for me to be with we, the baby in a separate mattress that my yeah. husband isn't on, but we do practice co-sleeping unintentionally. Yes. Many times, but it's because I don't care if your family co-sleeps, if it works for you and you figure out all of the, the lovey time mm-hmm. and whatever else, 
great. Yeah. I have no opinion on whether or not you, how you should feel about co-sleeping. We've tried a couple times intentional co-sleeping or equip or close with different seasons of kids or needs or things like that. And it never really stuck with any of them as like a I think default the, we had thing. Cyril's actual bed in our room for 10 cl- months. That was the closest. But we he wouldn't sleep in the bed with us. He was too rambunctious. No. And, and we sleep on a full mattress. People also probably don't need to know that, but not a queen. It's like a large twin. <laughs> Is how it, So there's not room. People are just going to tell us you need to get a bigger mattress and it'll be fine. I'll be like. Which in some ways, I, in some ways I have been like. You know, that would kind of be nice because I could still sleep yeah. by my husband. It is sad when I have to go it sleep away It is true. It is true. The reason why we got a fold, you know this? I know. I do. I know. Re- tell me because I wonder if we remember the same reason. Because we, you were building that, that bed for us. Well, we had a queen, a malm, the Ikea bed. Okay. Everyone knows that, the malm. Okay. M-A-L-M. And then- we were so poor that when I, did, I went, I didn't feel poor. I didn't know we were poor. We were poor guys <laughs> when we went. <laughs> Lexi didn't know. Praise the Lord! I hid. <laughs> I successfully hid from her that we were poor. And I remember going. We need a new bed. I'm going to build it. Literally out of two by sixes, guys. That's how poor we were. When you're building your wife a bed out of two by sixes, and she's so down that she doesn't even fuss about it. What a queen. But I was like, it's less materials and the mattress is cheaper that we have to get if I make it a full instead of a queen. Oh, it didn't have. Oh, okay. That was why. Okay. It was a cost saving. I thought measure. it was because of the length of the wall our bed was on or no, something. No, it was just, I and didn't. we've just stuck with it. We've just stuck with it ever since <laughs> okay. because we had that same mattress when we bought this bed so that we just stuck with it. Okay. And it was a hundred dollar mattress. Oh, funny. $100 guys. Don't worry. Finally, literally you got the mattress, a new mattress for me. The first time yeah. I climbed up on it was when I was in labor with Alfred. Yep. Amazing. We had that mattress for so long. It was horrible. We did. It was a terrible mattress. I, there were things where I was like, okay, we're not this poor. I need to buy a mattress for Lexi, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a great Mother's Day gift. That was, that was uh that was wild timing. But so long story short, do we sleep train to answer the question? Yes. Why is it so controversial? Because moms are involved and moms argue about anything related to kids or home. Moms are the best popes out there. Oh yeah. When it comes to home stuff. You should like ladies in general, your default mode about nitpicking. This is hard because we also sit around and talk shop, which is normal, mm-hmm. but your default mode should be not my business. Totally true. Not my business. I yeah. don't, you vaccinating or not vaccinating, not my business. You want to come ask me? I'll talk to you about it. Yeah. I have very strong opinions about it, but it's also not my business what your husband tells you to do. Yes. Save your, save your like cannons for like situations where you fight your cannon. own sin. Don't yeah. fight with your sister about something like that. It's so true, queen. So true. And also I just, you might not have enough work at home if you have time to fight about that <laughs> If stuff. you have time to think like a lot about <laughs> Should this. probably take up a new hobby. Social media is another area where this can become like an amplified thing where you, you end up in a social media world that, that convinces a, a, a mother or a wife that there is only one correct way to do sleep. Mm-hmm. It came down from heaven, from Sinai on the tablets with Moses. It was on the back. He flipped it over and it said, co-sleeping. Or he flipped it over and it said, no sleep training, that hurts, you know, or or sleep training, and it must be mm-hmm. baby-wise. Well, so, that was the other thing I, I did want to mention about this is 
if you're the kind of person that has to leave extended family parties early and doesn't go to certain church functions because of nap time and won't invite people over for dinner because you're worried your kids might be up late, you're also not doing sleep the right way. Yes. That's a really good point on the other ditch, on the sleep training ditch, is that kids also need to be trained that the family is not a world unto its own. No. But the family also needs to bend and conform to other outside rhythms, like Mm -hmm. the Lord's Day. Uh We don't skip church because of a nap schedule. No, I could very easily stay home for Sunday school so my kid gets at least one nap, but that's not... That's not the point of Sunday. The point of Sunday isn't nap time. The point of Sunday is worship. Yeah. So in his little baby way, even if it is napping in the carrier during Sunday school, we're going to Sunday school and then we're going to worship because that's what we do as Christians on Sundays. So I, I don't think I'm not pro you staying home so the baby can get more. No, I'm just not. And even with things that are of lesser importance than Lord say worship, like the family thing that you mentioned, you're, you want to be flexible enough that you can say, oh, kids are staying up till 9.30 tonight because yeah. there's a thing that our family would be edified to participate in and we could edify others, parish parties, something like that. So we're going to we're gonna participate. Kids yeah. are going to stay up. It's no big deal. We don't always have to leave to be home right on the dot for the, the bedtime. Well, and the we understand time. some kids, we're, we were somewhere recently that it was like half an hour after nap and two of them after bed, their bedtime at home. And they were just melting down. And it was yeah, like, okay, we're, totally. we are going to go because this is no longer beneficial. Well, and also not my business. If a family does leave and say, we got to yeah. go, kids got to be home at 730. Yeah. I'm saying this for you, not so that you can judge somebody else. No, no. It, I don't sit there and think like if someone has to leave with kids, that's a not my business moment for me. Yes. But for our family, if Lexi said, if I was constantly running into this thing where I was like, babe, I think we need to do this hospitality thing or whatever. And she's like, nope, nope, nope. Can't do any of that kids nap time. That would be a moment where we would have to talk and say, well, well no, you have the told kids. me that before you did tell me, I don't remember any instances. Yeah. But I I'm told sure you, it's... I announced very proudly one night. Oh, very happy. No, I, do remember I was very this. happy. It, it was actually potty training. Mm-hmm. Potty training did not go well. The first week we were at house church with uh-huh. my first son. And I said, you know what? It's just not a season that we're going to go to house church. And I, was, <laughs> I remember sitting in the, the, the car smiling and you were like, you're going back to house church <laughs> like, and you're taking out. him with you. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I hope I didn't say I it guess like I'm, that. No, you did. You did. Uh-huh. You you were pretty, you weren't mean, but you were like, no, you're going to house church. You're not, not going yeah. to house church because of this. You will figure it out and he will figure it out and we're going to go to house church. And, the baby and it was just out. that I had never had to do anything uncomfortable before. So mm. having to change poopy pants at my friend's house was like, beneath me oh oh, we're not doing this we're just not gonna do that (laughs) and that's the same thing with like uh, of course i know your baby's gonna be more fussy on sunday if he missed his nap yeah yeah but he gets to meet with the the living god like we can accommodate slight fussiness we've had some choruses before on sunday so and this is the other weird thing is like all of life i am pro all of life coming down to a more child scale to a more child friendly scale yeah so it is a give and take on both sides. It's not, you're not trying to grow your child up into adulthood. The world do, should change a little bit to mm-hmm. be more friendly towards kids. Yeah. But anyway, you mean like as a child, grow them up to adulthood by the age four. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking specifically of that Hans Christian Andersen quote, let the time keep beat with short steps. I've always loved yeah. that quote because I'm the person that wants to do the opposite. Like, why can't you keep up with my adult stride? If we will have little people following behind us, then... That's, yeah, yeah. Is the idea, then keep make, make sure your strides keep in time with short steps. Yes. Don't, don't because be... Because there will always be little people. Dragging them on. Drag, yes. Yeah, because no. that's the point is that we're going to have all these kids and then Lord willing, yeah, grandkids. Yeah, exactly. That and is then we're the gonna thing die. is we do need rhythms that are family and child friendly. Yeah. It's just that they're not... It is the family that is more the emphasis, not the yeah. individual. And the individual is very like modern... You know? Yeah, as a as an all encompassing unit. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't Excellent, think it made much sense. <laughs> no, that was that was that was profound, babe. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening in. Quick shout out. Mm. If you haven't heard, we do Patreon exclusive content very frequently on our Patreon channel. Did you post my twenty twenty three? I'm about about list? to. By the time this okay. comes out, it certainly will be posted. Okay. So what, that's one thing you've done recently there. What was that? Annotated book list? I did uh, an, my reading log from 2023, mm-hmm. and I did it annotated. <laughs> really, I you annotated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a summary of each book I read, what I liked, what I didn't like, if it's worth yeah. reading, if it's not. Yeah. I did this the year before, too, if you want the year before's as well. Yeah. So there's lots of resources there. There's a short podcast we release most weeks called In the Kitchen. It's real granular stuff. Like, it could be sleep training. It could be a conversation we're having that we post just there to Patreon. Uh, that's a great way to support the show and keep it happening and continuing and a priority for us. Lexi also started a Substack. Why did you talk about that? What? Why'd you bring that up? I didn't know what it was, really. <laughs> I don't know what it is either. But Lexi wrote a lot, like especially when we didn't have as many kids and things yeah, like I that. Yeah, did a lot more writing. And is writing, again, yeah. occasionally and wanted a, a place for that to live. So... We'll drop a link in the description. In the marginalia is the name of the substack, dot Mm -hmm. substack, Mm -hmm. dot com or something like Mm -hmm. that. So I'll I'll put a link down there for you guys to check out. And uh, she's done like 40 before 40 on there, right? Yeah, it's it's brand new. I have like three posts on there. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying, it's an easier way for me to keep, I don't have, like I'm not really good at verbally keeping all the book information in one place and then sometimes writing stuff for patreon it's an easy way for me to keep all book resources citations all of that in one place that's my long-term goal for this so so i figured i would shout that out because i figured i thought you would never think to so (laughs) i will let you all know that that exists too and uh hope this was helpful for you guys even whether you're revisiting this just thinking about your friends who are in this stage or if you're in this stage or maybe not quite there yet something to think about Hope it helps you guys. Lord bless you in your homes. I hope that uh, 2024 is a productive year for you in your sanctification and your fruit as a family. Um, But we'll catch you next time on Bright Hearth.